Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. With the renewing of my mind comes a whole new way of thinking. That not only changes my mind, but it changes everything. It changes my life. It changes what I believe. It changes how I behave. It will also change the decisions that I make because now I'm making those decisions through the lens of God's Word, which is what renews my mind. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Ephesians. If you could see a graph that charted what you spent your time thinking about, would you be shocked at the results? What we dwell on in our thoughts each day determines our actions and decisions, as we'll hear from Pastor J.D. today. When our minds have been renewed by God's Word, our entire thought pattern in life will be changed. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Ephesians chapter 4 with part 2 of his message, Change Your Mind. We all have this proclivity, this potential in our minds to manufacture and fabricate these horrific scenarios of what if, or what about, or I hope that, and you can fill in the blanks. Listen, I, I have a degree. I have letters after my name on this. I am a professional. I'm really good at worrying. In fact, I like to refer to myself as a recovering worryaholic because I, in my early years as a young Christian, I had Philippians 4, 6, and 7 completely backwards. I worried about everything. I didn't thank God for anything. And I didn't pray about anything either. And no wonder my heart and my mind were in absolute turmoil and chaos. Fear had paralyzed me. And we're in, by the way, Satan is very cooperative when it comes to this. He's right there popping the popcorn, uh, playing the DVD that's antiquated, the Blu-ray. Actually, everything's live streaming now, so whatever. <laughs> and he's showing us the potential of what could happen. And he takes us as far down that road as we're willing to go with him. And what Paul is saying is, no, you need to think and by the way, the word think comes from the word think. And if you think about it, you'll realize how much you have to be thankful for. That's why Paul says, thank God for anything. Pray about everything. Thank God for anything and you'll worry about nothing. And then what happens is God will give you that peace that surpasses the mind. It's kind of like it goes over your head <laughs> and right to your heart to keep your heart and mind in Christ at peace, that peace that Jesus said he came to give, not as the world gives. See, the problem with the peace that the world has to offer is that it's predicated on things going well in your life. 
Now, I don't know how that works out for you. I can tell you that it does not work very well for me. Because if the only time I can have peace and joy is when things are going well in my life, then I'm only going to have peace and joy for about four minutes a day, maybe a week. It depends on the week, right? See, this is a peace that is not predicated upon what's happening in my life. I can be at perfect peace. But again, it requires, it's a prerequisite. The prerequisite to that peace is what I think about and the changing of my thinking. I hope that with this understanding we're better able to answer why it is that we need to change our way of thinking. Simply put, we need to change our thinking because of the propensity for our hearts to become callous and our conscience to become seared as with a hot iron. Let me see if I can explain it this way and illustrate it this way. You know how it is when over a prolonged period of time you have friction, you're going to develop a callus, right? And in so doing you you lose the sensitivity because it becomes hard. Well, so too is this true with our brains and what they're now discovering in the field of neuroscience. It's fascinating. Man, I watched a a documentary about what they call these gene doctors. These doctors are on the cutting edge of, get this, they... Uh, use a virus, they change the payload of that virus, and they put in that virus a corrected DNA to correct something that's wrong in your DNA that causes things like blindness. And they inject it in the eyes, and then it goes into the cells, and it corrects that incorrect number in your DNA. Are you kidding me? The advances in medicine today and what they're discovering about the brain and the neuroplasticity, which means that the brain is always changing. And there's even documented cases of people who suffered severe trauma to the brain and their brains in that neuroplasticity adapted and acclimated to what happened. And so they, they lose an arm and then the brain adapts and adjusts and corrects. You know what it brings to my mind, no pun intended, is how fearfully and wonderfully made we are. That's the power of our minds. But see, it goes both ways. If we, for a prolonged period of time, think on things that are not of a good report, then it develops this path in the brain that makes it easier for the brain to default in that direction. And it leads to corruption. The brain becomes corrupted. 
And in order to have new pathways, you have to have a new way of thinking. And then the old pathways kind of grow back in and fill back up. Meanwhile, the new pathways are forged within the brain. I don't want to get too, believe me, I, <laughs> I understand very little in my uh, way of thinking, but I know it's true because when I think on things that are of a good report, I notice my whole mood changes. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, even 15 minutes of thinking about things and worrying about things, it affects my whole body. You know, the, the proverb says that an anxious heart weighs a man down. A, a, a fatigue, physiological fatigue sets in. It really taxes an, a heavy toll on the entire body because the brain, it sends this message to the rest of the body. And it's that fight or flight when you're under stress and for a prolonged period of time. And what Paul is saying here is, this is why you need to change your thinking because left unchecked, continuing in that way, you will develop this pathway and it will become, dare I say this word, pathological. Pathological. Because now your conscience is seared and your heart is hardened. Let me uh, use the, uh, this illustration. You know when um, you sin... And there's the conviction, not condemnation, of the Holy Spirit. And I mean, it's, it's intense. And there's a godly sorrow that leads to a genuine repentance that Paul talks about to the Corinthians. And you're just mortified that you actually did something like that. And then some time goes by and you do it again. Only this time, it's not as intense the conviction not as strong. And you continue doing it over and over and over again. You become insensitive to the Holy Spirit that once you were sensitive to and the conviction of the Holy Spirit when you were. That's what Paul's talking about. It can happen in the heart and it can happen in the mind as well. Now, in verses 20 through 24, Paul turns a corner going from the why to the how. That's why. Because it can lead to this corruption, this callous corruption, if I can say it that way. That's the why. Now, how do I change my thinking? And Paul says, it's by our putting off the old self and putting on the new in Christ. Interesting to note what he says in verse 23 about being made new in the attitude of our minds. The attitude of our minds. Let me use a computer illustration those of you who are geeks amongst us will really appreciate this. Those of you who aren't, I'll try to come up with something else. Just bear with me. <laughs> 
But here's what it's like. It's like downloading a new file to overwrite the old corrupted file on the hard drive of your mind. Right? Because that file's gotten corrupted. And left unchecked, it will wreak havoc. And it will crash that hard drive. And so too is this true with our minds. So we need to download if you will, the new file to overwrite the old file. Put off the old, out with the old, in with the new. Okay, ladies, how about this one? You know how it is when you go out and you buy something new? How about shoes? Can I get a witness on shoes somewhere? (laughs) Don't women really love shoes? So you go out, you buy this beautiful new dress, these really nice shoes, and you put them on. How does that make you feel? You put off the old, you put on the new. It changes your whole demeanor, your whole disposition. That's why you come to your husbands, like my wife does, and say, how does this look on me? Guys, you know the right answer, right? You know the right answer no matter what. Oh, that is smashing. You look smashing. I like that word, smashing. I'm actually trying to bring that word back, smashing. Okay, I digress. Let's get back to our sermon already in progress here. Now, before you overwrite this corrupted file, you have to first detect it. Listen to what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians in his second epistle, chapter 10, verse 5. He says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and, listen, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Here's how it works. Here's what that looks like. So, uh, oftentimes I'm asked, can Satan read our minds? No. But he can put thoughts in your mind. Isn't it interesting when we get to Ephesians 6 that the Apostle Paul says, using the metaphor of the armor that you put on the helmet of salvation, that protects the mind. Because see, Satan will oftentimes try to plant seeds of doubt, especially concerning one's salvation, which is why the helmet protects the mind from it being supple when that seed of doubt is planted in it. You protect your mind with the helmet of salvation. So you have to, now when that thought comes in, you have to catch it. Say, wait a minute. Hold it. Stop right there. What was that? Let's see if that's compatible with, consistent with the character and the nature of my loving Heavenly Father. And let's make sure that that's consistent with the words of Christ. Oh, no, it's not. Reject. Out with you. Out with you. And then you take it captive, and then you start overriding. One of the things that's worked for me, I I actually will, in my mind, begin to recall and recount and recite Scripture. I'll tell you, it's so powerful. Hey, by the way, what did Jesus do? 
when Satan attacked. He quoted Deuteronomy. He quoted scripture from the book of Deuteronomy. And is that not the only offensive weapon that we are given in the spiritual armor? It's the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. All the other pieces of the armor are defensive to protect us. The word of God is our... (sighs) Was that a little bit too dramatic? Oh, well. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I remember when we were going through the book of Romans. I think it took us two years to get through. Such a meaty book, right? But I, I actually had to, I think we spent three weeks on just two verses in Romans 12, uh, which say, I urge you, brothers and sisters, notice the similarity between Romans 12 and Ephesians 4. I insist, brothers and sisters, I insist. This is urgent. This is of the utmost importance. He says the same thing here. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And then he says this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed, how? Oh, by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I would venture to say there is not a single one of us here in this beautiful church building today that doesn't want to be in God's will. Am I right? I have yet to meet anybody that comes to me and says, hey, I'm trying to figure out how to stay out of God's will. (laughs) We're going to lay hands on whoever does that, if anybody were to ever do that. No. In fact, that's one of the most often asked questions is, how do I know what God's will is right here? Not only you know God's will, you'll test and prove what God's perfect will is for you, but it comes by way of the renewing of our mind. That's what Paul's saying here. This changing, this transforming, of my mind, it comes by way of the renewing of my mind. And with the renewing of my mind comes a whole new way of thinking. That not only changes my mind, but it changes everything. It changes my life. It changes what I believe. It changes how I behave it will also change the decisions that I make because now I'm making those decisions through the lens of God's Word, which is what renews my mind. Let me say it this way. God's Word is so powerful, it can rewire the brain. It can rewire the brain. Sometimes I do it out loud, especially when there's really intense spiritual warfare. And 
If you're anything like me, and I suspect that you are, it does seem that in these last moments of world history, the intensity of spiritual warfare is increasing exponentially. Satan knows he has but a short time, and so the spiritual attack, especially on the Christian marriage, is intensifying. I was thinking about this on the way here today. A marriage could be completely transformed by way of this renewing of the mind in how you think about your husband, wife, and how you think about your wife, husband, it could transform, completely transform and make new that entire marriage relationship. Isn't it interesting that Paul would say it's by the washing of the water of the word? The washing, see the the word of God has this purifying and cleansifying. I was going to say cleansifying. Is that a word? We're going to make it a word. It's a has this cleansifying. <laughs> it's been a long week, I assure you. A cleansifying effect on your mind. It purifies. Because his word is pure. Isn't it interesting that again Paul would note of them that they're given over to Impurity, a new way of thinking, brings purity, not corruption, but it's incorruption. I want to close by asking two questions. First, and I want you to think through these with me, and, and please know that I ask them of myself. Could the reason why Nothing ever seems to change in my life be that I first need to change the way I think? Is that where it would start? Here's a second question. Again, think this through. What specific changes would I see immediately and then eventually by changing, transforming, and renewing my mind. You know, my prayer for this teaching today is that all of us, myself included, myself especially, would take heed to this word in God's word and be numbered amongst those who live a changed and transformed new life in Christ. As Paul would say, worthy of the calling that we have received. We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor J.D.'s continuing teaching in the book of Ephesians. If you'd like to learn more about the Apostle Paul's letter, we encourage you to continue reading ahead. As you do, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the truths and promises contained in its verses to you. You can also hear additional teachings from Pastor J.D. on this book by visiting our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. Listen online or download these teachings to have available anytime. We've created a mobile app for Apple and Android devices too, so you can take Pastor J.D.'s teachings with you on the go. 
Download from your app store or find a link at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. While you're there, be sure to check out the Mideast Prophecy Update. Each Friday and Saturday, Pastor J.D. updates us on where the world is in conjunction with the prophecies of the Bible. He takes the time to comb through the news and tell us how world events line up with God's plan as stated in His Word. If you'd like to catch the latest edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update, visit our website and click on the YouTube link. If you're in the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come be a part of our weekly services. Calvary Chapel Kaneohe meets each Sunday at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. We'd love to have you join us as we praise the Lord and learn from His Word. Find out more at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. That's all we have time for today. Pastor J.D. will have much more to share with us from Ephesians when you join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth Radio. Holy me to 